Hello and welcome back to the Brotherhood of That Matters podcast after how long? I don't know. But it's it's me. It's your host, Ryan McBride. I'm not dead. I'm still alive. I'm still here. I'm still still um, excited as ever about Game of Thrones. It was just a little hard to make podcasts considering there was no episodes of Game of Thrones to record about. But I hear I'm back. All's good. I'm in my brand new recording studio, which is slightly wardrobe-like. I have... Um, I've... I've cobbled it together <laughs> I've got blankets, towels and shirts up around the place so the pure wooden reverberations of this thing won't uh, ruin the audio quality even though it's probably already gone past the point of no return but look it's we're here, we're back and it's gonna be good <laughs> and to be honest I was impressed and I'm here to talk about the first episode of season 8 of Game of Thrones and I was impressed with what I saw so far a lot of people weren't a lot of people were like I, you know what I think what happened I think a lot of people were kind of building up this episode so much in their mind that they could never possibly be you know pleased with it unless everyone immediately died and came back to life you know click style and, and uh, Avengers uh even though that's not what happened in the match, but look, I'm not going to go over details in an inferior series at me. <laughs> um, but I may as well start from the start. Opening credits, they were a little different. They were freshened up to reflect the events of the TV show so far. Um, one good spot that uh, was picked up by the YouTuber Grey Area, which was who was on one of our foreign podcasts and um, I was on hers as well. You can check that out on YouTube. Um, but she spotted that there were, you know, amongst all of these these callbacks of stuff that's happened in Game of Thrones so far, one of the things was, uh, a, you know, a shot with four dragons in and out. There's only three dragons. One of them died, came back to life, but there's still only three. Who's number four? Is this like, are they talking metaphorical dragons with... Um, you know Daenerys and the other Targaryens, or are they are they foreshadowing the arrival of another dragon, an ice dragon, perhaps? I don't know. Um, it's still very interesting. And John's, you know, I, he's not a dragon, I guess. Dragons can't be burnt, but he can ride a dragon. Um, as is shown. Were we all happy with that? Was it too comic reliefy, or was it uh, was it just what we wanted? It was kind of like uh, watching Buckbeak and Harry Potter um, whenever Harry went up nervously to him and ended up riding him around the place. Although there was no similar Draco Malfoy moment. Although there could be. I can imagine Tyrion getting attacked by a dragon. Um, but, you know, God knows. He already, he already nearly got flattened by one. Oh, God, that was such a good scene. I, I, I can't believe like, I nearly forgot about that he's really fallen so far his his stock has really dropped Tyrion Lannister's uh, he's not really done anything not other than f- mess up for the last couple of seasons <laughs> but um, back to the episode at hand episode 1 season 8 um, the first couple of minutes were kind of callback time I mean most of the episode was really callback time so much of it was kind of reflective of the first season the first episode in particular um, kind of like a changing of the guard from the old characters to the new like the little guy climbing around the place reminds me of Bran the meet and greet with Sansa was like pretty much identical to the shot of uh, Robert Baratheon meeting um, 
Written Mate in the Starks the first time around. The musical score was pretty much the same thing. Bang on. The men marching in and Arya watching them all come. Looking at the hound. That shot, it, it, you know, mirrored the shot in the, the first season where, you know, he saw... Not sure. She saw him with the the dog helmet on, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder, are they trying to say, like, this is... <laughs> similar events are going to happen uh, the first season I don't know um, will, it, will it have something to do will it have something to do with how things turn out that's basically what I'm wondering or is it just kind of fan service and the reflecting the cyclical event of all things um, I don't know um, next up was Yes, the first character I'm going to start talking about in this uh, in this episode was is Arya. You know, she starts with an A. It seems like the logical choice, and um, Arya and John's reunion was lovely. But I, I wonder, will John be feeling, you know, quite as warm towards her once he knows about how much of a ninja she is, because she gave absolutely nothing away. You know, she dodges the question about her past, what where she was before. She doesn't say how many she's killed with needle, just one or two. That's like a lie. And when he says, "Are you jealous?" at Longclaw, she just she doesn't even let her know that she has a Valyrian steel sword. But it was such a warm moment. I mean, that 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 running hug you know, it reminds you of who she was in season one, which very rarely comes out anymore. And whenever, whenever John spies Needle and is like, "You kept that blood fucking thing I found for like ten euro down at the, down at the, the two euro shop. Why would you buy something for ten euro in a two euro shop?" Anyway, um, she also reminds him to remember his Stark roots, which I think was the the pertinent thing to remember in that in that scene. Which brings me to the whole. Danny and Sansa dynamic. There are so many, like in this episode, there's so many reunions, but there's also so many meetings of characters who have never met before. And I have been dying to see the 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 dynamic between Daenerys and Sansa, especially because they were both such uncompromising, uh, you know, leaders. And it's just, it's just they've they've butted heads pretty much straight away I mean fair enough Daenerys she straight away extends the you know warm hospitalities of like oh Winterfell is as lovely as John as John told me it would be and so are you and Sansa looks her up and down and is like yeah bitch <laughs> um she's just not very impressed with her and from that initial moment, Daenerys just decides, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any time for you at all." Um, <laughs> which, I mean, I guess is fair enough. But you know, you're 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 not there to make friends. You're there to forge alliances and you know get the people of the north in behind you. You can't just show up, show off a couple of dragons, and just be like worship me please because that's not how they work in the north and it's been stressed over and over again in this episode and in the show in general I mean that uh, she's Daenerys is giving off a bit of an entitled brat look and she's not really taking their efforts to accommodate her too seriously 
like with that what do dragons eat line whatever they like um i don't know i felt that like saying that in front of everyone kind of came off a bit bitchy um and it's not the first time this has happened but sure come on now danny do you want these people to like you or not and especially considering the history of targaryens and starks in the recent well not too distant past of um of her dad burning their lord and heir not too long ago which is one of the main things that uh, what led to the upheaval I was impressed by Sansa this episode which to be honest I've not been a huge fan of Sansa in the past because she's kind of looked after her own interests um, in a rather selfish way now she's kind of thinking of the greater good and preserving not just herself but the people around her that matter and she's thinking economically and she calls Cersei's bluff immediately whenever Tyrion says she's sending her armies she ain't gonna be bullshitted anymore their reuniting was interesting uh, Tyrion and Sansa that is because uh, it showed Tyrion that he's not dealing with the same little girl that he was before and she openly insults his intelligence by saying that she thought he was the most intelligent person in the realm and um, implication there being that He's no longer the most intelligent person in the realm. Just in case you need that line explained to you there. <laughs> I'm really adding a lot with my commentary. But Arya's line shows how much Sansa has grown. When even Arya can say she's the smartest person I've ever met to John. Like, you know, that that really shows how much um both how much their relationships developed and also how much um how much um, Sansa has grown as a character. Um, a lot of talk about Tyrion betraying Danny, and lots of people linking him up with Varys because you know of especially the scene where um, where Davos goes with him and talks about loyalty. But 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 on Varys before I before I get into that, I expect Varys to go out with a splash. I mean, I was thinking this even before the first episode. I expect him to go out with a splash because of his ominous meeting with Melisandre at the end of last season. I think uh, Melisandre will come back with a bunch of red priests, priestesses from Volantis and use him for blood magic because he's been used for blood magic before and you only get used for blood magic when... Well, most powerful blood magic is... It was um, used on people of royal lineage, especially in the Lord of Light religion. Um, to be honest, I think I think he he has secrets, especially about his identity, which I think are going to come clear in this episode. I mean, or not this episode, this season, because also he has a prophecy behind him, like that he has to die in um, Westeros, as with Melisandre, she has that uh, this prophecy too, and I, I don't know, I I, I think. That this is gonna this is gonna be fairly big um, reveal about who he is and the magic that I expect he will die in a, some sort of connection to magic and uh, I think it'll be important to the the end game of Game of Thrones. Uh, back to Tyrion and his um, and his. Uh, potential betrayal most of what people are basing this Tyrion talk of is the fact that he was alone with Cersei and uh, is he does he feel bad for himself does he feel guilty for for the death of her three children and 
now that she has another child, or so he believes, does he want to redeem himself in her eyes for whatever the fuck reason? I don't know. Maybe he does. And uh, then the scene with Davos talking about the importance of loyalty. Um, as I said before, um, just you know, planting these seeds early. And, you know, they 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 were very economical with time in this episode, much to the. Um, the detriment of the episode, I think, that a lot of scenes could have been prolonged, like the the Theon snatch and grab, the you know Daenerys reacting to the death of a dragon and it being brought back to life. All these sorts of things could have been spent more time on, um, and I feel like that's kind of a big source of disappointment for people about this episode, especially when they were promised feature length episodes and this was just the ordinary run of the mill hour long episode. Um. I don't know. They 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 could have they could have spent more time on it anyway, but yeah, given the economics of episodes of these episodes, they they wouldn't have left that scene in unless it was important to the plot. Speaking of loyalty, this is just kind of a theory of my own. Um, I think John's gonna lose Longclaw. I think Longclaw, the the sword that he has, that is the the ancestral sword of the Mormon family. Lyanna's not too impressed with him for giving up his um, his position, his his, um, his king of the north name to Daenerys by kneeling, um, and I think either she'll demand it back from him or he will give it up to her um, as a, like a kind of a a symbol of you know this isn't mine anymore. You're subservience isn't mine anymore you know this sort of thing because she doesn't even know what he is anymore you know that's what she said um and i feel like this opens up the door to this whole you know line in the prophecy about you know forging lightbringer and all the rest of it you know you know yourself um it's it offers another chance because there's dragons so there can be valyrian steel there's a bunch of dragon glass there so pretty much weapon making is something that can happen at the moment and um, I feel like Lightbringer might actually be a literal thing. All roads are leading to the idea of uh, John and Daenerys getting married. I mean, it would, it would it would sort of fix the whole better claim to the Iron Throne situation for bloodline's sake anyway, if, if, if one dies. And if they, they produce an heir, there's kind of no risk of, you know, my side's stronger, no, my side's stronger. That's kind of gone and out of the way and then Davos has already suggested this to uh, consolidate trust with the North folk which I think would be the, the quickest simplest and you know best way of, of doing it but of course in Game of Thrones nothing ever ends up that simple and you know premarital sex is always punished as the Catholic Church would always say um, John was looking a bit uh, shaky at first with the, with the lords whenever he told them that he um isn't king anymore but he managed to get them back most of them anyway apart from the Glovers maybe on his side with the with the, his claim that he he sacrificed his crown for the north what a what a hero he is he really sacrificed his crown for the whole for his whole but he really sacrificed his crown so he can get his whole but uh, let's not talk too much about that that's that's not what we're supposed to be talking about uh, Varys's line at the end of that just going back to that uh, Davos uh, Tyrion Varys scene nothing lasts while staring at John and Danny is really really ominous and really interesting I, I want to see how that plays out because that could imply that one of them dies that could imply that if they fall out of love somehow there could be real and um, 
horrible results. Um, but anyway, of course, all of this, you know, this bloodline lineage, better claim to the throne thing, couldn't happen unless John found out about his lineage, which he did at last. People have been waiting for this for years and years, and now it's happened. Um, and it's interesting in the way they 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 revealed that. A lot, I mean, lots of people wanted it to be Bran, but I'm kind of glad it was Sam. Um, I mean, firstly, Sam is as much of a brother to him as Bran is, you know, given their Night's Watch history and, uh, you know, his now parentage. And uh, Sam was in, kind of, Sam had a flame under his ass after he found out that Daenerys killed his father and, more importantly, his his, uh, his brother. And he wasn't in the usual habit of beating around the bush about things. So this urgency probably snapped John into believing the truth. But even more interesting is that when these two facts are placed together, Daenerys's brutality and lack of mercy and her illegitimacy for the throne, it paints a good argument for John actually, you know, taking the throne instead. So, you know, Bran, you crafty bastard. And talking of Bran, he had a really interesting episode because um Firstly, he reunited with John. John ran out to him, gave him a hug, and we actually got a smile from Bran this time. And he might have actually even given a joke, or or what appeared to be a joke, by saying, you know, whenever John said "you're a man," now he said almost. Um, and his antagonistic reception to Daenerys was really interesting. We don't have time for this, which I think everyone in the audience was was thinking too. Um. It seemed a bit... I mean, even for Bran, he seemed a bit cold towards her. Um, but it was very interesting. He spent... He had a lot of interesting looks at people all all throughout the episode. He he had an interesting look up at uh, Sansa Turian whenever they had their, you know, reunion. Something could happen there. Is he onto Tyrion? Is he onto Sansa? Does he think Sansa has an important role? What's happening there? God knows. And he waited literally all night... To wait for Jamie to come, he wouldn't even he he for forwent foregone he foregoed the revelation of John's lineage with Sam so he could wait for Jamie to come through the gates. I mean, if that doesn't show importance with Jamie's arrival, what does? And he called him an old friend. I don't know whether that's literal or is he capable of humour anymore. Is is I mean I heard it mentioned that D and D mentioned that uh, he would be more human this season. Maybe maybe it is humour. I don't, I don't know, but um, maybe he's talking to Sam on his level. Meanwhile, down in King's Landing, uh, Cersei is acting the badass boss. Um, she says she's glad the wall fell. She's now banging Euron for whatever reason. I mean, she 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 showed no restraint at all. Euron just showed up, said he had he felt bad about it, and then she let him in. Um, she now loves elephants. That's that's a new character trait we have about her. She she's fond of the old, um, I don't know, African mammals. She's pregnant. Maybe she was drinking. Maybe she's double pregnant with uh, Euron's baby too. I don't know. Um, Cersei... Don't really think we learned a lot about Cersei this episode other than, you know, she now sees the value of Euron's company. Um, see that little double entendre there? 
Euron, on the other hand, he's following his willy to the grave. He's uh, he's looking after he's looking good after bringing the Golden Company along. In fairness, so he has that in his favor. But he lost another bargaining chip by letting uh, Theon steal away his uh, niece. Um, and I'm really surprised at how 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 little time they spent on that. They pretty much had a scene, like an empty, pointless scene with himself and Yara, just to say, "Oh, she's here." And um, then another really like two minute, maybe two minutes tops with uh, Theon's rescue over. Um, I don't know. It's it seemed really weird that they did it that way, and they also like showed them getting away immediately after which you know there could have been a bit of filler time in between maybe i don't know i don't know but um i haven't really heard an awful lot about yara and what she what's in store for her this season i don't think they're going to just leave her out and and forget about her i I feel like she's going to have a bit of importance this season too i think she's going to handle this uh dornish prisoner situation because that kind of ties up two loose ends um and then Yara might die, and that'll be that. <laughs> as grim as that sounds, I think that's gonna how it's that's gonna be how it happens. Um, and Dorne might actually have a, you know, whatever her name is, um, back on back in town. Um, Theon's gonna do his duty, um, and he's counting his lucky stars at how easy that getaway was. Oh my God, how in God's name did did they think that? That would be a good idea just to make it like two minutes long. Like who who wrote that? I, I, I would hate to be a Theon fan. That's that's all that's all I'm saying because he's 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 had he has all the pain and none of the glory uh, on his side. Well, uh, what can you do? Going back to John and Daenerys, um, Daenerys' throwaway line about them staying up at that waterfall for a thousand years is kind of ominous when you consider the book lore and the Night's King and Queen and uh, John's history of taking people over to secluded spots and banging um, you know it could be Daenerys I don't know sealing her own death warrant sending her own death warrant or something along those lines anyway. oh, and on the dragon flying thing he flew like like the dragon was really really inviting which is very unusual but i guess that kind of comes with the targaryen territory um but how much of a bond do they now have is it going to be like drogon and daenerys where you know you know viserion is going to to back him up anytime anytime anyone confronts him um, is it going to be that close I don't know because he's not the mother of dragons obviously but now he's the, the baby daddy or not baby daddy he's the the adopted daddy of dragons I think this could, that, that could that could go viral I don't know but basically um, he flew the dragon very easily there seemed to be a bomb between them is this going to backfire on Daenerys if he says he's in charge I don't know um, onto Braun, because he had a very brief scene. We found out that Ed Sheeran's dead, or not dead, but he has uh, his face melted off, which is kind of even better. But also, we were reminded of his existence in Game of Thrones, which was not nice. He only needed one cameo. We didn't even we didn't need two, even if he wasn't on screen. Um, Braun was told to kill the Lannister brothers. Um, he won't. 
uh, and but Cersei ordering a hit on her brother pretty much makes that whole trailer the traitor plot fall apart because you know she wouldn't well she might uh, call a hit on her brother if she was also planning with him maybe she was already done with him at that point um, but anyway that's um, all I've got on episode 1 at the moment anyway um, if you have any thoughts on episode 1 if you have any thoughts on my thoughts if you have any any other reactions theories anything else you know send them my way episode 2 the, the, the trailer that, uh, that they showed at the end was kind of making it out that there's going to be a bit of a ding dong battle between Sansa and Daenerys um, and a bit of a big old battle in the second half of the next episode too with um, Tormund and um, Dollar's Ed showing up I think I don't think there's going to be much of a battle in that way um, I think it'll just be a mad rush for weapons and supplies and, and stuff in the second half of the next episode but the close of it then will be the Night King marching or flying or whatever on Winterfell or past Winterfell I don't know if anyone's going to die this early on in the, the, the series um, but then again I, you know you wouldn't know the show at all uh, Jamie has some explaining to do um he looks like he's he's being put under pressure there in in in, in the throne room in Winterfell, and Daenerys getting put back in her place whenever she told Tyrion. I imagine it was Tyrion anyway that you should never have trusted Cersei. Uh, Sansa just comes back and says, "Nor should you." Uh, so that's kind of showing that Sansa's grown a bit of balls. Even more so, <laughs> she's just there, there to to poke the dragon, you know, literally, um, poke the dragon more than her her so called brother. Um, but uh, so Jamie was going to answer for himself. Bran's going to come in and, and exonerate him. I would say, kinda. I mean, the the lads will land in and say the boys are coming, the 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 White Walkers, and then all hell breaks loose and you know all all finger pointing ceases, and. Um, and that'll be that. I don't think any 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 essential characters are going to die. Um, maybe some secondary characters like I don't know, uh, Jorah Mormont or one of those. Um, although we've been kind of anticipating his death now for the last couple of seasons, so he he he's a hardy fucker. I don't know what's going to happen with him. But sure, you don't know. Uh, you don't know with the show. Anyway, um, onto the links, the links, the links, the social links. You can keep up to date with us on Instagram, forward slash Brotherhood Without Manners, where I post memes daily. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Brotherhood Pod, and we're on Facebook too if you want to bop us on a question or your thoughts on the episode. You can even record a question and send it to us at bannersmanners at gmail.com. That's all one word. Um, f- subscribe to our podcast at here this at iTunes all the podcast apps uh, except Spotify because uh, someone went and took our name um, subscribe to us and give us a mighty rating and review if you want uh, whatever you feel like doing uh, that's been us for this week we'll be back next week with another review of Game of Thrones it's going to be great